When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I've never felt like anyone truly understood me, like the world was racing beside me and I was timidly watching it go by, unsure of how I fit in. My friends joke about my shy, beautiful smile that says nothing, and my deep brown eyes that peer out behind my glasses. My icy blonde hair attracted a lot of attention, but I always froze when guys tried to flirt. I preferred to sit in the background while my best friend Mel stole the attention. Mel and I have always been best friends and roommates. She's loud, flirty, and impulsive. I'm quieter, methodical, and artistic. Mel was always dating someone new. I'd watch the boys flock around us and swoon at her boldness. Other girls were jealous of her, but I didn't mind. I only had eyes for one boy. Our roommate Clara's twin brother, Darren. He's effortlessly cool, smart, and we always talk for hours. Girls swoon when his shaggy chestnut hair falls softly in front of his gray eyes. New pair of glasses, nerd? The shy girls got style. He'd tease me and take them off me. Hey, you know I'm practically blind without them. I'd rip them back, blushing but secretly loving the attention. I've been waiting for Darren to ask me on a date for years, and everybody knows it. One night, we were all hanging out at a friend's pool party. It was getting late, and the stars peppered the sky. Let's play spin the bottle! Clara jumped up and down. The bottle landed on me. Angela has to kiss Darren. Mel and everyone laughed. Clara jumped in. He knows she'd never do it. My face turned red, and I could feel Darren staring at me. Fine, then I'll do it, Mel said. She grabbed his shirt and kissed him. My heart collapsed into my stomach. Time slowed down and the air in my lungs flooded out of me. Mel always took the guys that I wanted. Angela's her classic shy girl. Being impulsive isn't her style. Clara grabbed the bottle to spin it. Wanna bet? Anger flooded my body as I grabbed the guy next to me and kissed him without hesitation. Everyone was shocked, including me. They were right. I'd never normally do something like that. But something inside me was starting to boil. I pushed through the crowd, trying to leave when Mel cornered me. Don't be mad, okay? I'm going to ask Darren on a date. A shiver ran down my spine and tears welled at my eyes. I nodded and backed away. Okay, whatever. I turned to run but stumbled and went flying into the pool, splashing the rest of the party as I went in. I came up gasping for air. My glasses had fallen off and I couldn't see a thing. Two strong hands pulled me out of the water. You're okay, I got you. Someone said as they put my glasses back on my face. A boy with beautiful brown eyes and black hair stared down at me. We sat in the back of his sports car as he wrapped a towel around my shoulders. I'm Andrew. I'm Angela, I said, through chattering teeth. I know, he said. You kissed me earlier. That was you? Sorry, that wasn't like me. I don't know what happened. Don't worry, shy girl, he said, laughing. I liked it. Should we go for a drive? We sped off together and I felt my heartache fall away. He picked me up every night at the same time to take me somewhere new. Each date more extravagant than the last, and he always brought a little gift. He made me feel like I was the only girl in the room. He'd do this thing where he'd take off my glasses and look so deeply into my eyes that it made me blush. It was nice to feel seen like that. My heart still hurt from Darren, but Andrew was my medicine. Andrew was all I could talk about after that. 
When are we going to meet your new boyfriend? Clara said. When I asked Andrew, though, he became cold. Sure, that'd be cool sometime. Here, I got you these contacts. They're more modern than wearing glasses. I don't really like contacts. I put them on. My face without glasses was so new to me. You're beautiful. In a way that I've never seen before. It's totally unique. He twirled me around and then brushed the hair off my face and kissed me. You're my forever. Will you be my girlfriend? He said, quickly. I had never been anyone's girlfriend before. With Andrew, I was this confident, cool girl who could say or do anything. This was totally new and I felt like I was walking in a cloud. I was ecstatic. My first boyfriend. I couldn't wait to tell my friends everything that just happened. It was a whirlwind of emotion. But you just met him, Angela. Don't you think that's all happened really fast? Mel shook her head. The rest of my friends nodded. We haven't even met him yet. He picks you up but never comes into the loft. Clara said. I was annoyed that they weren't as excited as I was. They're just jealous of you and how happy we are. Andrew said when I told him what happened. Maybe you should stop listening to their opinions because they clearly don't understand you. It's better if you come live with me for a bit. I was upset with my friends and didn't feel like I could trust them. I was so happy and why couldn't they see that? So I left our loft with a bunch of old suitcases full of my things and went to Andrew's. It was massive and perfectly clean. You can't walk in here with your shoes on. Ever. Look at the mud you're dragging in, he said, his tone suddenly cold. These bags are ugly. Oh, you won't be needing this one. He took the bag from my hand and threw it in the garbage bin. The next day, he picked up my glasses and snapped them in half. I got you contacts. You won't need these. They're also all really ugly. I'll be out for the day. I need you to stay here and wait for a package. He left without kissing me goodbye. I waited for hours. The package never came. I had never seen Andrew act like this. I decided I needed some fresh air, so I went to the bathroom to change my contacts. But they were all gone. That's strange. I would have to leave the old contacts in. I called his phone as I ran around the apartment looking for my glasses. Hey, it's Andrew. Leave a message. Then, in the corner of his office, something caught my eye. I let out a cry. Ah! There they were in the garbage bin. All of my many pairs of glasses, my favorite accessories, broken. The glass shattered to bits. I could feel the panic rising. I called his phone again. Voicemail. I stumbled to the front door, but it was locked. I looked for the keys, but they were gone. Panic took over. Did he do this on purpose? I ran to the balcony. It was bolted shut with a strange lock. My whole body started to shake. Andrew would never do that to me. We were in love. He said he loved me. The bathroom had a small window that led onto a fire escape stairway. I struggled but squeezed myself through and climbed out. I needed to find my friends. So much confusion was clouding my mind. People and streets were like a blur as I ran. I rounded the corner to our loft and stopped dead in my tracks. Andrew's sports car was parked outside. I jumped into the bushes across the street so he wouldn't see me. He held his hand out to a girl walking out of the building. It was Mel. Her loud, flirtatious laugh filled the streets. James, how do you always make me laugh like this? Who was James? I hissed to myself. Then Andrew pulled Mel in and kissed her hard. Mel, you're beautiful. In a way that I've never seen before. It's so unique. He said as he twirled her around. But he always does that to me. I choked on the words, still trying to whisper. My head was spinning. What was happening? How did Mel know Andrew? Didn't she know that was my boyfriend? They sped off in his car. I ran off to our loft. Big wet tears streamed down my cheeks as I got inside. I finally felt safe, but also scared, confused, and hurt. I fell onto my old bed, letting out a loud cry as the hurt consumed me. But this wasn't the Andrew I knew. And why did Mel call him James? A knock on my door startled me. Angela? Hey! Whoa, what's with the tears? I looked up to see Darren standing over me. His soft smile made me melt. I unloaded everything that had happened. Being locked into the apartment. Seeing Andrew kiss Mel. My broken glasses. He broke your glasses? Darren said, putting his arm around me. I wear contacts now. I managed through the tears. But why? You've always loved your glasses. They're your thing. He chuckled. Andrew didn't like them. 
He said I look better without them. I said, this made me cry harder. What was I thinking? He's such a jerk. Carla and Mel burst in, looking concerned. What are you doing here? I said to Mel, cold and angry. Who was that boy you were kissing outside? James? Oh, it was our second date. He's so sweet you wouldn't believe it. His name isn't James, Mel. That's Andrew, my boyfriend. Or was my boyfriend. They wrapped their arms around me and didn't let go. What are you going to do, Angela? Darren said. I thought I was in love, but that wasn't love. He built up my confidence, just to tear it down again. He bought me all these amazing things, just to make me feel like I was nothing without him, to make me forget who I was before him. The four of us walked up to his apartment. His sports car was parked outside. I banged on the door, loud and heavily. The door swung open. Andrew was red-faced and fuming. What do you think you're doing? You can't leave unless I say so. I can do whatever I want, Andrew. Or should I say, James? Which one is it exactly? Mel came up and stood beside me so he could see us clearly. Did you think we wouldn't find out? You don't know what you're talking about. I thought I could trust you, but you were the only one who could see me. I had to forget parts of myself to suit your life. You preyed on me because I was lost. I feel sorry for you, Andrew. You play a character, but you're empty inside. You're the one who doesn't know yourself. As the four of us walked back, I turned to Mel and hugged her. Boys should never be something to turn us against each other, I said. I need you to know, though, I was really hurt when he asked Aaron on a date. I didn't know how to say it back then, but I felt really betrayed. Angela, I'm so sorry. It was a mistake. We didn't go on a date. Mel and I are just friends, Darren said, playfully pushing Mel's shoulder. Relief flooded through me. Besides, everyone knows I've always liked you, Angela. He took my face in his hands and brushed the hair out of my eyes. Let's get you some new glasses. Follow us on Instagram, link in bio. I dashed along the hallway, then skidded to a halt in front of the classroom door. Ah, uh, I was late, again. Miss Anderson, what's your excuse today? Morning, sir. I'm sorry, but my spaniel hit me shoes, then I tripped over a package by my front door, then my heap of a junk car wouldn't start, and that's enough. Good God. Please sit down. Ashley already took attendance. What? So much for my perfectly crafted excuse. Mr. O'Shaughnessy totally would have let it slide, but she had to ruin it. I'm Ashley. I'm pretty. I'm perfect. Everybody likes me. Well, no one likes teacher's pets, Ashley. Think I'm being too harsh on her? <laughs> Just ask anyone about Ashley Mae Anderson. Ashley's father's a vet with a medal of valor. They even had dinner with the president at the White House. For her sweet 16, she rented out the swankiest club downtown for an entire weekend. And David Guetta DJed. Ashley dated two college boys at the same time, and when they found out, things got physical. Okay, okay, maybe not all of that was true, but who cares? Look, the main character here is me. Hi, my name's Ashley Mae Anderson. I know, what a freaky coincidence, right? But that's the only thing we had in common. Because unlike popular Ashley, I'm just a normal teen who's just minding her own business. But then she transferred here and messed up everything. This happens every time I open my locker. And they're not addressed to me, but to Ashley. Jeez, why do boys go so cuckoo bananas over that pretentious princess? I gathered that whole cluster and dumped them on Ashley's desk. Here's your delivery for the day. Oh, I have no use for those things. You can keep them if you want. <laughs> How snobby. I know those rumors weren't all lies. Alright, if you said so. Being mistaken for Ashley was so annoying that I did consider putting a sign on my locker or something. But I suppose sometimes it actually had its perks. Like when I accidentally knocked over a trash can in the school's parking lot. But upon knowing my name, the janitor said my father was his commanding officer back in the day and let me off. And believe it or not, these mix-ups didn't only happen at school. Once, my family went out for dinner and the staff at this restaurant thought we were the other Andersons. They must be some really important people cause the super attentive waiters topped up our drinks for free and gave us complimentary desserts. Pretty sweet, right? Only when we were leaving, things almost went south when the manager shook my dad's hand and said, Thank you for your service. 
My dad seemed confused, but fortunately, I dragged him away before they busted us. I mean, Ashley's been enjoying these privileges her entire life, so it's fair I benefit a little from them. Especially since I have to endure being called her Walmart version. Anyway, back to me. I arrived home to find a teary-eyed girl sitting on her front porch. She must be one of Billy's exes. If your brother's a jock that all girls flock around, you'd get used to this real soon. He went through girlfriends quicker than hair gel, and he always had some peeves about them, like Mandy, too clingy, Katie, too dramatic, Maggie, too flirty. The list goes on. Then, as soon as my backpack hit the bedroom floor, my door burst open. Hey, I need your help. What? Need a hand to make up with Cry Barbie out there? She's ancient history. Check this out. Her name's Jane Brown. Ain't she a beaut? I immediately recognized her. She's the waitress that he kept eyeing the other day. Now, he needed my help to ask her out and not seem creepy. So, I suggested taking her to his friend Alexander's party this weekend. How do you know about that? Isn't that cool people exclusive? As if I wanted to. I was added to their group chat by accident because they thought I was Ashley. <laughs> right, hot Ashley. You should come too. I'll be with Jane, but Victor will be there. Wait, I'll see my crush at that stupid party? Sign me up then! Jocks, cheerleaders, stuck-up kids. This place was packed with people like Billy. My brother briefly introduced me to the host Alexander, while Madison followed him around looking all shy and gooey-eyed. Wasn't she bothered that all Alexander seemed to care about was if anyone had seen Ashley? I also got to officially meet Jane, but the person I was looking for was Victor. He's so much more than just a cute face in the crowd. He's the peanut butter to my jelly. But before I could talk to him, a bunch of dudes popped out of nowhere. This is Ashley? Oh man, I thought she was supposed to be pretty. No offense though. She's a six if you squint hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm squinting now and you're barely even a two yourself. No offense though. What, what did, did you say? say? <laughs> Don't worry, you could still go after pretty girls. They just need a crate of fear first. The crowd suddenly felt silent and stared at us. This party is so lame. Peace out, losers. Anywhere is better than that stuffy elitist hellhole, but it's a bummer I didn't get to talk to Victor. He's Billy's best bro and used to come hang out at our place pretty much every day, but not anymore. Guess he's been avoiding me ever since I told him I had feelings for him. <sighs> I was going to settle things with him tonight, but those jerks ruined it. Do I need to print my own t-shirt saying, I'm Ashley, you must be looking for Ashley? The next day, while looking for Victor, I heard someone calling my name. But I turned around only to see Alexander calling for, ugh, Ashley. So annoying. I saw him make a move on her, but she said guys like him bored her, then proceeded to list all his flaws. Oof, harsh. From then on, I tried my best to avoid Ashley, and thought my life would be light and breezy. But nope. On the contrary, I found myself in a series of unfortunate events. One day, a stack of religious magazines randomly showed up on our doorstep. But the real kicker was, they were all addressed specifically to me! And there was absolutely no way to convince my family and neighbors that I wasn't a member of the Church of Scientology. Two days later, all of my clean clothes had some weird stains and holes on them. I had to beg Billy to lend me some of his. That day, I went to school in an old jersey, looking like a midget. Ugh. Then, this Monday, I became the center of attention by showing up with my face covered in pimple patches and band-aids. Well, that's because I woke up to countless cystic acne and didn't have enough patches. This resulted in me being called the mummy for five days straight. But the final straw was my car having two flat tires! The clock was ticking, so I asked Billy to take me to school. However, he just flat out refused, saying he'd already promised to pick Jane up. No other choice, I had to ride my old bike. When I saw Billy's car in the driveway, my pettiness got the better of me, so I splashed my half-empty milk carton over the windshield. I'm on my way. Oh my god, you little brat! Sorry babe, you won't believe what my sister just did. Seeing Billy's reaction was chef's kiss. <laughs> you got it coming, big bro. The next day, my car was fixed, so I managed to get to school early. Looks like my string of bad luck was finally over. 
Okay, let's see who wants to confess to Queen Ashley today. From... Victor? Oh no, why him? I stood there, frozen with a letter in my hand, still processing the situation when a friend came and showed me something on her phone. It's a video of me singing and dancing in my room! No one's supposed to see this, ever! It had been uploaded by some throwaway account, but who else could it be but... Jesus Christ! Billy! I rushed home to see Billy and Jane cuddling in the living room. How's he still so calm after pulling that on me? I confronted him, and he didn't even bother denying it, and even said that's what I deserved for vandalizing his car. We screamed and shouted at each other, but before we ended up in a fistfight, he stopped and stumped off to his room. I was still fuming, glaring at his shadow, and I saw Jane gawping at me in delight. Don't blame your poor brother too much, dear. It was I who pulled the strings. What? Jane? But why? We'd barely even interacted. Then she went on about all of my mishaps lately were her doings. Yep, my so-called bad luck, it had been Jane all along. That's for stealing Alexander from my sister. He's her first love. Do you know how heartbroken Zoe has been? Wait, Zoe who? And why on earth would I choose to mingle with that playboy Alex? Kudos to this girl for thinking I could ever steal someone's boyfriend. Hello, I'm still struggling with my lifelong crush over here. I tried to tell her she made a mistake, but she wouldn't listen. Stop denying it. I know it's you. You're East High's Ashley with a vet dad. That checked all the boxes already. Hold up. There's another Ashley Mae Anderson in our school. She's Ashley with EY. I'm Ashley, E-I-G-H. Her dad is a war veteran. My father is a veterinarian. Oh, snap. Good lord. She devised this intricate plan, approached Billy just to make it work, and was successful for the most part. Well, apart from having the wrong person. Just amazing. Jane apologized and promised to take down the video. However, she wanted me to help her take revenge on Ashley in return. I didn't want to get involved, but I also never wanted to be on her bad side again, so I reluctantly agreed. But if you think about it, Jane's story didn't quite add up. Ashley seemed to have a holier-than-thou attitude and had dozens of admirers waiting in line. Why would she get in between them? Not to mention, Alexander's a notorious player who Ashley already ruthlessly rejected. I believe there's more to this. As expected, thanks to that video, my school life was now even more awkward than usual. But it didn't matter, as I was too preoccupied with Operation Ashley. Today's mission, approach her after cheerleading practice. I stood in the corner, behind the bleacher, waiting for my chance. But before I showed myself, I saw Madison march over, say something to Ashley, then storm off. After that, Ashley started… sobbing? I didn't know what happened, but I felt bad for her. So I tried comforting her, but she kept brushing me off. Look, you can keep the Ice Queen act all you want, but I know you have feelings too. I thought you might have something else you want to share with me, not just the name. And it was like I pulled a lever that let out all of her bottled-up emotions, and we had a heart-to-heart -heart all afternoon. Just as I thought, things weren't what they seemed. We'd better talk this through with one another, so I set up a meeting at a cafe in the South Coast Plaza, as they wouldn't dare to cause a scene in public, right? Anyway, Ashley clarified that Alexander and her weren't a thing, while assuring Zoe that she deserved a guy much better than him. But Alex was really sweet to me. He gave me this present on our one-month anniversary. Did he say it's his grandmother's? Yeah, he tried giving me an identical one on my birthday. I'd say you dodged a bullet when you two broke up. Please, look at yourself first. You two flirt with boys left and right and still act all high and mighty. Get off that high horse. Ashley seemed genuinely hurt by Jane's words that it took her a while to speak up. I'm just sick and tired of being the popular girl who has to live up to everyone's expectations. It's too exhausting. I thought transferring here would mean a fresh start, but everyone still has this impression of me which I can't seem to change. The rest of us looked at each other in confusion when we saw how sad Ashley's situation actually was. We didn't know there were so many downsides to being high school popular. Ashley, you know you can just be yourself, right? 
the world will have to accept you for who you truly are. If people don't like you, then so be it. Yeah, if they don't, that's their problem, not yours. You can't fit into a mold to please everyone, because there's no such thing. I don't want to agree with her, but she has a point. Let the whole world know the real Ashley. And you too, Zoe. Someday, you'll find a good guy who loves you for yourself. Alright girls, that's settled. Now, I have to deal with my own mess. Billy found out the truth and now he's been ghosting me. But I swear to God, I'm in love with this guy. Gotta go. Bye! I couldn't believe I was rooting for my saboteur and her accomplice to be together. But here I was. Go get him, tiger! The next Monday, Ashley walked to class and had lunch with me instead of Madison and her clique. And of course, this didn't go unnoticed. You left us for her? What is she? You're not hot, sister? <laughs> Before I could clap back, Ashley stood up and unleashed her inner sass. This is me living my life as my true self. If any of you bootlickers have something to say about that, you can shove it where the sun won't shine. Sweet Mary Jesus and Holy Spirits! Who knew she had it in her? Her words completely decimated those hyenas. And suddenly, someone grabbed my wrist. Victor? Slow down! Where are you taking me? Besides, you got the wrong person, and also the wrong address for this. You should give it to her yourself. Actually, I sent it to the right girl, but apparently, she still hasn't opened it. Wait... What? And you're right, I should tell her myself. It's just that Billy and I made a deal that sisters are off-limits, so I thought it's better to avoid you. But hearing Ashley talk about being herself made me realize that I'm sick of hiding my feelings. I'm gonna make Billy see how sincere I am for you. Before I do that, Ashley, I like you. And, um, will you go on a date with me? Yes! Um, I mean, yeah, I suppose that would be cool. This is beyond my wildest dream! Not only do I have a brand new friend, but also a date with my dream guy! Fortune is finally smiling on me. <laughs> the teacher's eye twitched nervously when he looked at me. I stood in front of him, nervously rubbing my notebook. The girls were whispering and laughing, but the boys were ready to eat me up with their amorous stares. Katie! I have never seen a student like you. The teacher's voice quivered. Either you answer my question or you go straight to the principal. I squealed like a mouse. The boys were all gasping with emotion and there was hysterical laughter among the girls. It was the toughest test I'd ever had. Hi, my name is Katie and I'm actually a genius, but I have to pretend to be stupid to get guys to like me. Before this school year, I went to another school and I had my picture up on all the honor boards. I could compete with a lot of the teachers in terms of knowledge. And our physicist even quit after arguing with me and threw a real tantrum on the principal. After fifth grade, I stopped doing homework altogether because I was so good at it and I had a place at Yale already secured. But my life wasn't like a fairy tale. I guess it's no secret that guys don't like girls who are too smart. I have a beautiful appearance, but my intelligence scared away all the admirers. When I was on another date, I'd get a little carried away, and I'd start discussing the stages of evolution, the boundaries of the universe, or the splitting of atoms. The guys would just blow right off, and they wouldn't even talk to me at school. But I wanted love so bad, more than anything. So, when I got transferred to a new, better school in the state, I decided to change my life. Why do I need brains that outshine my beauty? I want a boyfriend. I want dates and attention. So I decided to play dumb. And according to my calculations, it was going to help me. The first day, I went to school as a living doll. The guys were drooling, but the girls were a little wary. I'm a quick thinker, so I went straight to the breach. Walking down the corridor, I supposedly tripped next to a handsome man, and he just happened to catch me. Baby, are you okay? He played with his eyebrows. Wow, you're strong. I squeezed his biceps. Are they made of steel? 
I just work out a lot. He answered proudly. And I drink protein. Do you drink them right? How much protein do you consume? What's your protein base? And is it certified? The guy's look immediately changed. He was batting his eyes stupidly. And I think he froze. I'm getting carried away again. What the hell was that curse? Okay, that was a slip, but I almost made it. I decided to change tactics and try my luck with a smarter guy. After picking the best-looking one in biology class, I paired up with him. Everything was going great. I was dumb as hell, and he felt like a real hero. He even put his palm on mine. It took my breath away. But what is he doing? This isn't right at all. I took the guy's microscope away. Are you an idiot? It's so clear. What the hell did you write? Katie, I... I... The poor guy started stuttering, and I started to rewrite the whole thing in a frenzy. And by the time I realized what I'd done, the guy had already run away. And from that moment on, he was on his way to avoid me. What a genius idiot I am. Even zombie wouldn't eat my brain. I'm too smart. But I invented a new tactic, and I joined the company of beautiful fools. Around them, the guys walked like a herd of buffalo at the watering hole. I couldn't understand how it was possible. Even cats are smarter than these girls. Even my microwave knows more tasks than they do. The only thing that saved me was that I am a fast learner and could adapt to their strange behavior. Pretty soon, I could pretend to be so stupid that my brain was catching critical errors. And it worked. I was hit on by a real hottie. Pete and I went on a date, and this strong man was literally carrying me in his arms. I had never heard so many compliments about myself before. One day, he took me to the gym to show how strong he was. Wow, what a barbell. I went over to the dumbbells and looked at them stupidly. It's dumbbells, he proudly announced and hugged me. You don't know anything about it, do you, cat? No, will you show me? Sure, baby. That's a kettlebell. He held up a huge kettlebell and I was fascinated by his muscles. And this is where I set my record. No one can beat me. Pete went over to the weight machine, set his maximum weight, and pushed the lever as hard as he could. I'm super powered, you know? I'm like Superman. And then I started shaking with anger. My brain was screaming and it became hysterical. Even my eyes went black. Superman, that's just leverage. I went over to the simulator, I made the lever longer, and I adjusted it. And then I put my little weight on it and did the same thing Pete did. It's basic physics! What is wrong with you, Pete? How can you be so stupid? There was laughter from all sides of the guys. Pete's lip trembled, and he ran away. And I slapped my forehead with my palm. I'd ruined it again. I was already desperate, thinking it was all useless. Plus. My studies made my teachers furious. I came in here with the best performance, but in reality, I couldn't solve an elementary example because of my disguise. My parents were hysterical, and I made up stupid excuses. I was getting ready to get smart, but then I met Caleb, a musician from the parallel class with an angelic voice. He was incredibly handsome and cool, though he was on the verge of dropping out. I don't need to study. I'm a musician. He was saying, but Caleb was so charming that I fell in love. He wooed me beautifully, composed songs, and gave me the most unforgettable dates. You're so good to me, Cat. You're so simple, not like those nerds. I hate nerds, I murmured, melting in his arms. I was finally done messing things up. My brain was just shutting down from love. But at the end of the semester, the midterm test began, which brought me back from the dream world. Caleb was so bad at studying that he wasn't even bothered. He'd be expelled for sure, and so would I. The teachers wanted to get rid of me on principle and wrote angry messages to my previous principal. Yeah, I really screwed him over. He vouched for me. So, in another algebra class, I got axed with an elementary question. Caleb was staring at me with love and the teacher was freaking out. Boyfriend or career? 
a choice that seemed impossible to me. That's where I started my story. Sit down, cat, the teacher said nervously. You can go right after class and sign the expulsion papers. No! I came up to the blackboard. Give me your tasks, all of them. And I solved them all by writing all over the blackboard and even the wall. The kids looked at me with their mouths open and it was like the teacher saw a ghost. Lesson after lesson, I amazed everyone. I pulled all my grades in just a few days and the teachers, even the principal, saw me as a real treasure. But Caleb wasn't thrilled. So you're a nerd, he said disappointedly. Yes, but we're good together. You lied to me. You're a crammer, cat. I don't mess with nerds. You're a fool. I got angry. You'll get expelled. You won't even be able to play music. All the rock stars were nerds. He retorted. When? The 80s? Ow. This is the 21st century. Give me a break, cat. You have homework to do. He left. And I was filled with anger. How could he treat life like that? He'll ruin himself and be nothing. I stormed into his rehearsal room, blazing with anger. Come here, I said sternly and dragged the boy by the hand. What, are you out of your mind? Just drop your guitar already. I was as unstoppable as a snow avalanche. When I took Caleb back to my house, I locked the room where my books were already prepared. Cat, are you out of your mind? Sit down and listen. I sat down next to him, textbook in hand. Get away from me, why are you doing this? Because I love you, you fool. I won't let you get kicked out of school, understand? I'm not gonna read any stupid textbooks. You won't, just listen. You're a musician and you're better at hearing information. That's why it's hard for you to memorize lyrics. I made Caleb listen to himself. We took breaks for tea and conversation. And then I'd go back to hammering it into him. The kid didn't like it, but I managed to teach him for days at a time. Cat, that's it, that's it, I don't like it. Okay, I crossed my arms around my chest. My anger, overwhelming. School's not my thing, Cat. Yeah, you're better off living with your parents until you're old. Work at the diner, play guitar in your spare time. Maybe even play at a cafe or two. Good luck, Caleb. When he left, I cried. I'd fallen in love for the first time, kissed for the first time, and he ruined everything. When he gets expelled, we'll never see each other again. He doesn't want someone like me. And I guess it wasn't love for him. For a week straight, all I listened to was the song that Caleb had dedicated to me. And then, in a heartbreak, I deleted it. I made my choice. But as soon as I did, I heard the same song from across the street. Caleb? I almost fell out the window. I'm sorry, cat. I'm an idiot. Caleb put the guitar down, and then he showed me his textbooks. I don't want to drop out of school, because that's where I see you. I love you, cat. Will you help me pass my exams? I was so happy. I was ready to fly. In the evenings, I saw Caleb on my own, and at night, I recorded audio lessons for him. When he couldn't come to class, He'd listen to my voice on his headphones and learn. Even when he was driving his car around town, I could hear my voice through the speakers. It was exam day, and I couldn't help myself. I gave my boyfriend a big kiss. You can do this, Caleb. Just know that I love you. While we waited for the test results, Caleb wasn't himself. The teachers and principal just chuckled indulgently, and they were surprised he was still in school. Even his friends were convinced that he was going to get kicked out of school. But worst of all, Caleb himself was sure of it. Classes with you were the best time of my life, he said. Caleb looked at me sadly. Thank you, Cat. I won't forget that. I burst into tears, thinking this was the end of our relationship. The next morning, after a sleepless night, I heard screams under the window. It was Caleb. And he looked like a happy puppy, not a badass rocker. I passed the test, cat. I'm staying in school. We can keep our hands off each other for days with joy. Finally, my intelligence was able to help me get on with my personal life and also help the person I love. Even now, Caleb often listens to my records and learns new things. But he doesn't forget about music either. Guys, 
If you think being smart is a curse, give it up. Intelligence can give you so much more than popularity in school. Don't sacrifice your future for supposed fame. Are there any of you who suffer because of your intelligence? Share your stories in the comments. Like and share this video with your friends. Also, be sure to subscribe to our channel and click the bell. I stepped back in fear, thinking I was dead. With my back against the wall, I squeezed my eyes shut and couldn't hold back a scream. Now this huge hot dog was going to kill me for sure. Why did we even come out of the bunker? Hi, my name's Stacy, and I lived in a bunker with my family for 17 years. And it honestly wasn't the best idea to come out of there. But back to me and the killer hot dog, which was reaching out to me. He must have had a gun in there. I screamed even louder. And I think the hot dog himself was scared by my scream. Come on. It's just a flyer for a coffee shop. You don't have to react like that. No, I mean, I know I've pissed off everyone in this neighborhood, but your reaction, miss, is very hurtful, you know. What? You can talk? I asked with a dumbfounded expression, touching a soft hot dog. It's strange. It's made of some kind of material. Pleasant to the touch. Isn't it real? Of course I can. I'm actually a human being too, and you should respect my work. An offended hot dog threw some colorful flyers at my feet and walked away to my loud laughter. I can calm down when I imagined what the whole situation looked like from the outside. And I didn't know people here dressed up in food costumes to promote the food itself. Well, that's not a bad move. I took the flyer and went to the cafe to get my free hot dog. And while I ate the tastiest food in the world, sitting at a table, I thought about my parents, who are probably looking all over town for me. We came out of the bunker not long ago. Honestly, I thought I'd spend my whole life in it, because mom and dad were terrified of the outside world. They always told me it wasn't safe here, and I believed them, even though it made me sad. We had a lot of books in the bunker, and I read them every day, and they were so interesting and exciting. I wanted to see more and more of the outside world every day. But then, something clicked in their heads, and they realized that they couldn't keep me in isolation forever. So when I turned 17, we went out on the surface, and I was blown away by how big and noisy the world really was. Honestly, I was expecting to see vast oceans and pirates. And by the way, I did see them, except they weren't sailing in a huge ship. They were entertaining children near some tall building. I ran up to them with a happy smile, and I told them I wanted to be a pirate too, to look for treasure. The pirate even got confused, and I took away his sword and began to scare the children, thinking that they probably want to take the chest of gold. But the children were not frightened. They laughed and shouted for joy, and one of them even took my sword and bent it. It's not real? I wondered. Of course it isn't real, the pirate grumbled. So you're not a real pirate? I was about to burst into tears. Girl, are you out of the woods? Pirate don't exist since a long time ago. Now go away and don't interfere with children's party. Not only had I been insulted, but I was disappointed in pirates. But that wasn't the worst part. I lost my head so much in joy when I saw the pirates that I ran away from my parents and got lost. At first, panic overwhelmed me and I couldn't breathe. The high-rises were floating in front of my eyes, and my head was spinning. But when I calmed down, I realized this was a great chance to explore the real world. I was sure my parents had limited me in many ways. And then, an epic encounter with the hot dog happened, which scared the crap out of me. Because I didn't know that food had learned to walk. But as it turned out, it was just a man who made me try a hot dog for the first time in my life. To be honest, I was getting pretty tired of canned food. When I walked out of the cafe, insanely happy, I almost got hit by a car on the road. Look where you're going! The driver shouted at me. You watch where you're going! Can't you see that the light is red? Girls aren't allowed to cross the road on red? The driver, upon hearing this, wagged his finger at my temple, and I showed him my tongue and crossed the road still even though other cars were honking their horns. Oh, what strange rules they have. Who decided to discriminate against women and forbid them to cross the road at a red light? But as soon as I stepped back from that rudeness, someone grabbed my arm. Jin, 
how many times do we have to look for you? We're in the middle of a photo shoot. There was a disgruntled woman standing in front of me I've never seen before in my life. But I didn't. Let's go. Otherwise, Alex will be furious. What's the matter with you anyway? You're dressed like you just got out of the bunker. But I am. That's a good one, Jean. But now is not the time for it. I spent the whole trip trying to explain to the stranger that she'd mistaken me with someone else. But the woman was either on the phone with someone else or she wasn't paying attention to me. We arrived at some studio. The photographer looked at me unhappily and said I looked terrible. Is everyone here so rude? I got indignant and crossed my arms. You act like it's your first day on the job, girl. Alex snorted. Run and get changed. I don't want to see that trash on you again. They took me to a room with a big mirror, and I got makeup and cool fancy clothes, which were more like shapeless rags. How are my clothes any worse? They're even better. What kind of fashion is this? During the photo shoot, Alex kept yelling at me because my posing was awful, and I didn't know how else to stand. I wanted to cry and go back to the bunker because my loving parents were waiting for me there, not angry photographers. You're crying too? You're crazy. We're gonna have to do your makeup all over again. I'm not Jin, leave me alone. Have you been out till morning again? You feel very bad if you don't get enough sleep. That's enough, I'm leaving. They tried to stop me. Fortunately, the real Jin appeared in the studio at that time. She stared at me in utter shock. Alex and that woman were also surprised. They'd mistaken their motto with me. However, there was no apology from them. They just threw me out, calling me a fraud. How rude people are after all. After that incident, I sat down on the pavement and I cried. I was so scared. I was lost and didn't know how to find my parents. I wanted to go back to the bunker. And even though it was cramped and gloomy, it was a normal environment for me and my family. I walked down the street as far as I could see until I met a policeman. Seeing my condition, he asked me what had happened. I told him the details of my situation. He didn't believe me about the bunker, but he promised to find my parents. They took me to the police station, where I spent full 24 hours. But it was worth it, because the next night, my parents came to pick me up. Stacy, honey, we're so glad we found you. We were so worried. Me too. I hugged mom and dad, and I cried tears of joy. The policeman asked me sternly if it was true that we were living in a bunker. I just wanted to say that it was true. My father interrupted and said, That a bunker is what we call our little provincial town. Later, my parents explained to me that we shouldn't tell outsiders where we lived. Are we going back to the bunker? No, my daughter. My mother said, and she stroked my head. We'll live here now. I was very upset because I didn't like this world at all. In the books, it was different, but in reality, it was noisy and dusty and terribly cruel. Turns out, my parents had an apartment all along. We started living there. At first, it was very hard for me to fall asleep in a soft bed, going out to the store every day and standing in huge lines. But most of all, for some reason, it was the loud music that scared me. I wanted to hide from it as quickly as possible. Also. It seemed very strange to me that people would ask me how I was doing, but when I started to tell them my life story, they didn't listen to me at all. How silly. They asked, didn't they? However, I really liked the internet. But when I started using it, I ran into some scammers. They stole all the money from my dad's account that I'd been saving in there for 20 years. Can you believe it? I was so ashamed. I even tried to lie about having nothing to do with it. You think the money disappeared on its own? Dad frowned. Of course! The internet is so unpredictable and confusing. But in the end, Dad cracked me up and only scolded me for lying to him. That's how we ended up with no money. I was insanely ashamed of what I'd done, and I wanted to give my father back all his savings. But how? I don't know how to do anything. I didn't even go to school. They probably wouldn't hire me without it. However... Good luck turned to me. One day, I met the very same Jin in a store. The girl recognized me and apologized for the way I'd been treated so rudely. And then, she made me a lucrative offer. 
Since we looked so much alike, we could do a couple's photo shoot. That would be awesome. The PR people would come up with a story about missing twins who meet up years later. But that's a lie. I objected. Yeah, but why do we care? They'll pay a lot. That's all that matters. Do you agree? Of course I said yes. After all, our family needed the money. But I really didn't like modeling. Everyone yelled at me. They were always pulling my hair. And I had to pose for hours at a time. Oh, it was exhausting. Jin, on the other hand, was happy with everything. She once told me that we were making a lot of money now, and she was giving half of it to me. But then I found out by chance that she wasn't giving me half of what she earned, but only a third. Even she lied to me, although I trusted her, told her about the problems in the family. But Jin was devoid of empathy, and she cared more about making money than about my trouble. After that, I quit my job, even though I needed the money. Our family would get by somehow, but I wasn't going to put up with the lie, because I knew that if you've been cheated once, then they would cheat you the second and third time. My parents, learning about this situation, supported me, and then made an appointment to see a psychologist, because every day in the big city, I was getting worse and worse. Thanks to therapy, I stopped being afraid of music big buildings, and the strange people that were all around me. And I finally started using the subway, and I even felt comfortable there. The subway was underground. It reminded me remotely of my home bunker. Later, when our family had money, my parents hired me a homeschooling teacher, so I wouldn't look too stupid at 17. That's how drastically my life changed when I came out of the bunker. I'm used to it now. And I remember my past adventures with laughter. How would you feel in the big city after living in isolation? Write your answers in the comments. Click the bell so you don't miss new stories. And like this video. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.